0: Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega. And today is all about music and inspiration. Today, our guest is Diana Alvarez.
1: Hello, I'm happy to be here.
0: Many people already are familiar with your name, And your voice and your work, the beautiful musical work you have. But for many others, this could be the introduction to the magic of music that you provide every time you are performing. So let's get to know you and know your story.
1: Okay, (laughs) sounds
0: good. So you are a musician, but also an educator. Yes. And you are someone who has the heritage of a different culture and a different country. So let's start with that.
1: Okay. Well, I'll introduce myself. I'm Diana Alvarez, and thank you for that high praise. I am a vocalist and poet, video and sound artist. And um, I am also a PhD student, um, a researcher. So. I'm really interested in women of color and genderqueer artists of color and the work that they create in in our world. So that's where my research lies, and I'm also a Chicana from Corpus Christi, Texas, so I'm Mexican-American.
0: How did you get involved with music when that happened?
1: <laughs> it started... Uh, uh, I remember writing songs when... I was really young, um, and I have my favorite, my first song was called Sonrisa <laughs> in Spanish, and uh, I just, I have a little journal somewhere where I wrote it, but I didn't start taking vocal lessons until I was 11, and I happened upon this amazing mentor, Linda Flores of Corpus Christi, Texas. She was this amazingly talented person who was uh, a former lounge singer on cruise ships and sort of did everything. So she mentored me and taught me everything. So I started singing with her band when I was really young. and i um I sang in hotel lounges and on small cruise ships. and And we performed across Texas and New Mexico. So she was really the person who mentored me as a musician and as a vocalist. Um, So she was a guitar player and a vocalist, a multi-instrumentalist. She built her home studio from scratch. And so many of the things that I do now and my interests, the things that I'm very passionate about, originated from that mentorship and that connection with her.
0: How Mm -hmm. music made you realize of your potential, your power, your inspiration for everything else aside of music?
2: Hmm.
1: I don't think that I really realized the power of my voice until um, I would say the past couple of years. I've been singing for a long time and I think I knew that because of practice, I knew that I had skill and it was it, it was so part of my life that it was like, it was my job and the thing that I did and I I knew that I could hit notes correctly and and do that. But it wasn't until I experienced a great deal of loss in my family and in my life that I, I really threw myself into music. And I realized that once I I, I started performing locally in the western Massachusetts area after after twenty fifteen when I lost a lot of family members. And I realized that something in my voice had shifted um, and I've, I really feel that the timbre of my voice changed and that I was able to express something and to connect with audiences in a different way after that so that's when I realized the power because I've the reactions that I have from audiences are are different now I think there's a lot of emotional connection And it's no longer just the skill that I know exists. It's about community and connection.
0: I'm thinking about the perception that the culture and the background of many of the songs that you perform, Mm -hmm. being from Texas where the Chicano cultural influence is well present in pretty much everything. Yes. (laughs) It is just natural to sing songs that are bilingual, Mm -hmm. that talk about the life from people across the border, Mm -hmm. and all those situations that are well too familiar for the south of the United States. Mm -hmm. When you are here in Massachusetts, what do you see as perception of audiences about the songs you perform?
1: Um, I think it's ranged. I, I definitely have seen the sort of, sometimes there's a thing that happens with the sort of lilt of the Mexican guitar where there's a little, people will do a little dance. And I can't tell sometimes if it's, I, it makes me feel like the music is so different to their ears and they hear it as this playful thing. When, as you said, the, the history of the of those songs that I sing is so part of the fabric of where I'm from. Mostly, I would say that the reception here and, or, or the perception of my music has been very positive. And I think the things that people say usually are that they don't understand what I'm saying, but they can feel the song. And that's my hope.
0: The setup that many people have seen uh, from you performing is plain, simple, your voice, your guitar, yes, an <laughs> amplifier. Mm -hmm. and that's it and the essence and the energy that comes from both your voice and your guitar Mm -hmm. but also I know that you are interested in many other ways to create sound and media so let's talk about that part a little bit sure
1: Um, well when I worked with uh, Linda Flores growing up I sang with the band and so I loved that feeling of having the, the sound, you know, the sort of global sound around me. And I appreciated that fullness. And right now where I am, I think it's very empowering for, for me as a woman to just hold my guitar and to support myself vocally. Um, though I'm always, I'm always happy to collaborate with other musicians. I think I've, I've held very stubbornly to that idea that you know, I'm going to accompany myself and play. So um, this has been a time of learning, of learning new songs, of writing songs, um, and just getting acquainted with me and my voice and my guitar. But I also am very fortunate I worked with um, another mentor, Paulino Leveros, who was a pioneer of experimental music and computer music. And I studied with her at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute where I am pursuing my PhD and with her, I finally learned a deeper understanding of auditory perception and just my sonic environment. So I started creating pieces where I would record found sounds and create a composition with those sounds. Um, and that's something I really, really love to do, I think. Because of my current dissertation work, it's on hold, but I know that I'm going to come back to doing more of that at some point. Um, So I love listening, and Pauline really taught me that. She taught me deep listening. That was her theory and practice, and it's something that I teach to students as well, um, that there's a whole sonic environment around us and that our attention to it is not only important for us Internally, but I think it's a political choice because where we decide to give our attention in the world is political. Um, so who we decide to listen to, what we decide to listen to. So those things are all part of that sound canon that you're asking about.
0: What artists, composers, performers, genres could be some of the most influential in your work or in your life?
1: Uh, I have to the first person that comes to mind is Leela Downs. Um, she's, I, I've followed her music for years, actually since I moved to Western Mass. I didn't know of her music until I moved here, and every single album that has come out since, you know, nine years ago, I've really followed and paid attention to, and I actually treat her albums like my... Uh, they're my practice instead of scales what I do is I sing along with her albums in the car because she's a trained opera singer and she is singing scales <laughs> and she's a workout uh, so and I just admire her songwriting I appreciate how she's really she's really candid about trying to understand her indigenous ancestry her biracial identity her so her biculturalness her understanding of her world, her politics, and I think that her music is really innovative and probably one of the most innovative musicians that I can identify with as a Chicana, because, especially because of the way she blends different genres and because she pushes boundaries and experiments. So she's somebody that, if I ever met her, I would faint. <laughs>
0: Lila Downs, she started with a couple of albums more focused to perform traditional songs mm-hmm. from the south area of Mexico, from Oaxaca, where where she's from, well, at least the, the Mexican side of her family. Mm-hmm. And yes, I will say after La Cumbia del Mole mm-hmm. from around 10 years ago, around... 97, 98, when that album came up, she started to go more experimental with combining traditional sounds of Mexico mm-hmm. with anything else.
1: Yes. Including... And changing keys. Yeah. And tempos and rhythms and just like really layering these different parts of what you could say our identity, just moving around. So
0: that will be a perfect reference when you mention. Lila Downs, being connected with her cultural heritage and being also a voice that talks about the situations that are happening in in Mm -hmm. our society and utilizing all possible ways to be innovative and creative, but still Mm -hmm. original to, to your roots.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Any other artists or genres?
1: Oh, I'm very attached to jazz vocalists, so Sarah Vaughan... Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone. These are part of the sort of canonical artists that I, I feel that I reference all the time. Um, I'm a big fan of Ella and Louie, all of their collaborations. That's I like to practice singing the all the vocal parts as well as the the trumpet solos. <laughs> Again, I am always looking to challenge my voice t- when I'm practicing so. Um, yeah, those are artists that I, I go back to a lot and I but I listen to a wide range of things. It's I just like taking in sound and taking in music, even things that I don't think I would like originally uh, or initially um, I try to listen to because I think I can learn from anything.
0: Well, you mentioned that you would love to meet Lila Downs? Um what would be your ideal jam playing or performing with with some celebrities that you admire
1: <laughs> my ideal jam well, you know what's really funny is that I have had I have dreams where I actually I dream that I have that I' am collaborating with different artists so I've in my dreams so far collaborated with Celia Cruz and Ella Fitzgerald um, <laughs> so I feel like that has actually happened um <laughs> But um, my ideal jam, I, I, don't know. I think I might take some of those old traditional standards, you know, like the ones that we, the ones that we know. I've been singing, you know, "Volver, Volver" a lot. Um, just taking these old songs and mulling them over, because one of the things I'm interested in is how you can take something that's very traditional and with repetition. And listening and in interpretation, you can queer it and you can you can experiment with traditional things by pushing boundaries within the song. Um, so when I'm singing a traditional uh, song, I'm not trying to sound like what I've heard over the years. I'm trying to reinvent it and that's what I'd like to explore with, with someone like Lila Downs, I think.
0: <laughs> so you have some performances. You've been really busy lately in <laughs> yeah. different events and activities. And I guess more people, especially here in Holyoke, after mm-hmm. your performance during the event, uh, Latinas con Pluma, mm-hmm. the Wisteria Hearst, it became for many people that voice that I have to listen to mm. again. Mm-hmm. Or for the first time, because many other people told, how is it possible that you missed it? <laughs> so now the audience will have that opportunity to listen to some of your performances. So
2: yeah, that's really...
0: a, another thing that is happening right now. You are mm-hmm. having a couple of performances coming up during the summer.
1: Yes. Um, I'm very excited. I'm performing at Luthier's Co-op on July 20th. And also performing at Underdog's Lounge in Shelburne Falls on August 27th. And um, have some other gigs lined up. Uh, Taste of Holyoke will be another one in September. So, yeah, good things. I love performing locally and people have been, especially as you mentioned in Holyoke, people have been so warm and um, really embraced that. So I'm happy to perform Um, I love it. So I love connecting with people that way.
0: When you are performing, what do you feel it will be the most gratifying Mm. feeling or thoughts or experience for the audience to take away from you?
1: Well, I feel very grateful and I feel satisfied. Uh, Not that it's my initial goal, but that when people have come to me and said, there's healing in your voice. That there's something that really moves me by that, because we've all gone to artists just to listen to the sound of their voice and those textures, to feel cleansed or whole or held or something like that. And so when people say that to me, I'm, you know, so honored. Um, and that's that's probably. One of the best compliments I've gotten.
0: What are your plans in general as a musician, as a performer, as an educator? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What do you envision for yourself uh, maybe a couple of years from now?
1: Um, Well, I do plan to do some recording, uh, record an EP this year. So I've been asked, you know, like at different gigs, people have asked where where my recordings are. <laughs> so I'm working on that, working on some original um, songs for that. And right now, the big focus of my life is creating uh, Quiero Volver a Next Ritual Opera, which is this multimedia performance um, that I will be staging in Western Massachusetts this fall in 2017. And so... My dissertation is about um, what I term bridge artistex, so innovative um, artists, so women of color and genderqueer, uh, gender non-conforming artists of color at the forefront of artistic practice. And so I create documentary vignettes or portraits of artists. Um, I'm really concerned with the practice and the process of getting to a piece rather than the final piece. And so in these portraits, um, in collecting these portraits of different artists, um, I plan to interweave their stories with my own and the idea of, um, when you are different or othered in our world and the idea that you must find your family or build your family. So that's all my dissertation work right now. That's what I'm focusing on. And so... I just plan on continuing to perform locally and at some point touring and and writing more music and, um, yeah, the sky's the limit. I'm ready <laughs> for whatever comes my way.
0: For people who are interested <laughs> on knowing more about you, more about your work, um, how they can get in touch with you or Mm -hmm. get to access that information
1: sure I have a website diana-alvarez.com and I think the fastest way that people have reached me is on Facebook I have a Facebook artist page um, Diana Alvarez so I'm always happy to receive emails and talk about local gigs or collaborations
0: (laughs) anything else you would like to add
1: Um, well, I, I would love to say that I'm so impressed by the work that you do here. I know that I've, we're just getting to know one another. And I think I've seen so much in just a short amount of time about your mentorship and the many ways that you care about allowing youth to innovate and be creative and be in a safe space. So that's very inspiring. It's work that I aspire to do too. So,
0: well, one thing is for sure, this space is open for you for any ideas, any projects. You are more than welcome to be here as many times as you want. Thank and you. <laughs> actually, uh, part of the treat of having Diana today is not only to get to have this conversation, but also to listen a couple of songs That's in it. this uh, <laughs> studio session, music session, that is coming up in a few moments. And definitely... If that idea of having the opportunity to inspire youth through your music, that will be an amazing and beautiful experience Mm -hmm. for them.
1: Yeah, we should keep talking about that.
0: (laughs) We are having this conversation with Diana Alvarez. And after this brief pause, we are going to listen to some of the songs that she will be performing today here at the studio. So don't go away. You're listening, Radioplasma, and we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radioplasma Lab, and Facebook.com slash Radioplasma welcome back to the radio plasma podcast and officially this is gonna be our first dedicated music session as part of one of the episodes and i'm so glad to introduce diana alvarez as our first music performance at the plasma media lab i'm honored (laughs) so diana brought her guitar and after doing the adjustments to get the studio set up for music performance and recording we are ready, and what we are going to hear? I
1: am go- going to sing uh, Usted by Gabriel
2: Ruiz. <laughs> Usted es la culpable de todas mis angustias y todos mis quebrantos. Te lleno mi vida de dulces inquietudes y amargos desencantos. Su amor es como un grito que llevo aquí en mi sangre y aquí en mi corazón. Y soy, aunque no quiera, esclava de sus ojos. Que te dé su amor No juegue con mis penas Ni con mis sentimientos Es lo único que tengo Usted es mi esperanza Mi última esperanza Comprenda de una vez Usted me desespera, me mata me lo que sé, y hasta la vida diera por vencer el miedo de besarla a usted.
1: I'm gonna do an original song um, called Liberation Lover.
2: It should feel delicious, the hottest storm stirring your blood. It should feel meticulously messy, like you'll never. Never, never. Oh, it should feel tender as a moon and wild. So soon it grows without knowing. It's bright beyond the clearing, unfettered taste, liberation. Can you feel it? Should feel like death, just a knock, just a breath, just a beat, beat away. It should feel, it should feel, it should feel, it should feel like prose that never stray from her mother tongue, it grows without knowing, it's bright beyond the clearing, unfettered taste, liberation lover, can you feel, can It grows without knowing. It's bright beyond the clearing. Unfettered day.
0: We are listening to the music of Diana Alvarez here on the Radio Plasma podcast and we just heard an original song and what can you tell us a little bit about this, the the story behind this?
1: Oh sure, Uh, Liberation Lover is one of those amazing songs that I wrote in one evening (laughs) and uh, I wrote it for I guess what I imagined to be my future daughter and the idea was that this is what love should feel like. And so that's, that's, what I, that's what that song is about. And it will be part of my uh, Chica Next ritual opera that I'm staging. So it's one of the original songs that's part
0: of it. Mm, so we have the opportunity to listen. A little sample, a little taste of the upcoming big work for mm. the fall of 2017 by Diana Alvarez. Yes. <laughs> what else are we going to hear today?
1: Um, I think I'll do, this is a song written by a Mexican composer named Maria Grever, uh, who was very prolific, and she studied with um, Debussy and Franz Lennard. And um, this song was made famous by Dinah Washington in 1959. So I I do a bilingual version of it is What a Difference a Day Makes or Cuando Vuelva a Tu Lado.
2: What a difference a day made 24 little hours Brought the sun and the flowers Where they used to be rain My yesterday was blue, dear. Today I'm part of you, dear. My lonely nights are through, dear. Since you said you were mine, Lord. A difference a day made, there's a rainbow before me, skies above can't be stormy, since that moment of bliss, that thrilling kiss, oh it's heaven when you On your menu What a difference A day made And the difference Is you Oh Cuando vuelva tu lado esté sola contigo, las cosas que te digo no repitas jamás, por compasión une. Estrechame tus brazos Y cuentan los latidos De nuestro corazón oh, What a difference A day And the difference is you.
0: It is just magical to have the feeling of listening to music, Mm -hmm. seeing it from this point of view from from the one who's speaking to you right now, and it's not just mm-hmm. listening to it, is seeing it, is feeling it, is mm-hmm. perceiving those vibrations and that inspiration coming through in this case through all different devices and gadgets, but <laughs> those feelings are real, and thankfully they can be passed on through whatever technology we have, mm-hmm. so that's fantastic, that's beautiful, and we are enjoying the session, I guess for many of, of the people listening right now could be maybe driving, maybe at home, maybe in the nature. I mean, could be anywhere. And just thinking how much listening to music creates a wider view and feeling of wherever you are. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. It gives us so many different perspectives.
0: Is there any song that you enjoy the most playing?
1: I think there's nothing as fulfilling as singing the, the like the original song I sang here, uh, Liberation Lover. There's something so beautiful and magical and fulfilling about singing a song that I birthed, that I created. So I think that those are my favorite songs to do.
0: One last song to, uh, you would like to play?
1: Sure. I have to think about, um, do you have one that you'd like to hear?
0: Well I guess one of the favorites from Latinas con pluma definitely is Volver Volver. I guess that that is
1: one of my favorites to do, so I can do that.
2: Este amor apasionado Que anda todo alborotado que todo me tortura sé querer nos dejamos hace tiempo pero se llegó el momento Quería estar
0: This is the music of Diana Alvarez here in our studio at the Plasma Media Lab, part of the Radio Plasma podcast, and a kind of impromptu session that (laughs) I felt compelled to join a little bit. Hopefully, I didn't ruin the song.
1: No, that was amazing. And
0: yeah, this is this is what happens when music takes over. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It creates connections. It creates a safe space, and like you were saying during our conversation it heals.
1: Mhm. I agree. I think that um it has to do with all the different aspects of our senses that we're engaging when we are playing or listening to music. It's very different than just your your intellectual brain. You're required to access your obviously your your sense of sound, but your Haptic sense, your touch, you know, things that you feel in your body. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> Diana, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, for playing for us, sharing. Your talent and and giving this gift of love and and care for all the audience, everyone listening and also for sharing your music and all the recent events you've been performing. Mm -hmm. And just a little reminder for everyone to know where they can get to see you live.
1: Sure. I'll be playing at Luthier's Co-op on July 20th. So excited about that because it's the place that I first uh, played an open mic, I think a year ago (laughs) and so i'll be playing there july 20th at 7 p.m
0: and of course uh, we will be keeping you on top of this information on our website radioplasma.com also the ways to connect with diana through her facebook and her website and yeah the invitation is open for you to come back anytime so we can have more music performances like this and enjoy making music
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, this is Diana Alvarez here on the Radio Plasma podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed this summer gift, part of the All About Stories, Music, Performances, and Randomness. (laughs) This session was produced here at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandhara Youth Development Center here in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega. Thank you for listening.